It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my close pal, the man, the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. We back, John. We back. But before we ask John how he's doing, everyone, if you're watching this video on YouTube, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. If you listen to us on any audio listening platform, please make sure to subscribe. Give us that five-star rating. All right. <laughs> Let's get into this. John, how are you doing, man? How are you feeling today? I'm good, man. I'm good. It is not victory week for the New York Jets, but I feel like we're on a come up right now. So things are looking good in football land. The Rangers came back OT versus the Devils, one of the best teams in the league. Things are looking good. And that other team, you know what I mean? The reason why we're all here for the New York Knicks, above mm. 500, just mm. how I like it. And you're, and you're, wait, wait, where, where are they right now? If the, if the playoffs, playoffs were to start today, John, do you know where they oh. are? Are we at six? We are at six. Let's we're not even, we're not even tied because the last time we played, we were tied for six. After the games that finished all last night, the Knicks are the sole owners of the sixth place right now. Let's go. Last time I checked, they were at seven. Uh, but the way you said that, I did not realize they were at six. Let's go. Hey, hey, man. We're not even, we're, we're just, all we're doing is we're sticking 500 and we're doing what we're supposed to. I'm not, sh- uh, I'm not sure what we had uh, on our picks. I hope I was going four and zero, and and you were yelling at me about that. We'll we'll uh, we'll review that. But yo, what do you think about this gritty Knicks team coming out every single game, hot, first quarter, coming in? At, you know, ever since that Dallas game, you know, I was I was slightly worried about the Sacramento Sunday six mm. o'clock. <laughs> ever since that Dallas game, man, I'm I'm feeling good. But yo, h- how you doing? What's uh, what's the state of the fan base? Uh, from from your side of uh, Knicks Fan TV, uh, check you out. You're on the pre games, you're on the post games, uh, you're in the comments, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all over the place, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I just did. Uh, you know, I just to let you know how I'm feeling. I just did my game of the week preview for Knicks Fan TV with our guy Corey Telba over at No Ceilings, and I have them. I have the Knicks sweeping the Bulls this week, so they technically on that account would be on a six game winning streak. So that should t- tell you how I feel about the these New York Knickerbockers right now. But I feel like even though, depending on who you talk to, it's either this is great or this is horrendous because you're looking at the draft. But oh. I think this is good, man, because I think this is good because the Knicks are finding an identity. All right. We're starting to go back to the basics of what first year Tom Thibodeau is. And that's something that you need for a team, regardless if you're tanking or not. You need some sort of identity. And that's bro, what they have right now. And that's tanking. And then, bro, did you see what we did to Atlanta? I'm Yo. not asking to tanking. What do you 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 got clean out those ears, bro? I didn't say I'm just tanking. saying, I'm just saying, like I, I like, identity. I'll tell you where our identity is. Our identity is Atlanta came here and we took care of business, man. And we're taking care of business with every team, with Cleveland, 
And then we're, we're winning the games we're we're supposed to. Now we're we're winning the games with teams that are better than us. Yo, that that's the culture. And ever since Obi went down, uh, like this team stepped up. Everybody is stepping up. Yo, I think that's mm, the, that's, that's, that's a, the culture. That's a little opinion. misleading with the Obi going down. Don't do our guy like that. No, that's no, not negative. Why negative? I'm just saying everybody stepped up. Like it's it's a next man up. And and Mitch has been playing lights out. Julius Randle has been going absolutely insane. Everybody's just stepping up. Like I, 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 he's going to be out for a little bit of time, and that, that's what I think this culture is. Like everyone's worried. Oh no, what's the rotation going to look like now? McBride's even getting some time. I just think it's a it's a next man up mentality, and we're playing defense finally. I I don't know. I I, I really like this Knicks team. I don't, everyone is. I, I feel like I'm watching different games. You know, I, was, I I I feel the energy around this team. I like them. I think they get stagnant in the in, in the second half, especially the fourth. We'll get into that. But yo, they start off hot. Which can you remember the last time the Knicks this like any Knicks team did that? Like start off every game hot. Like we could, and once you do that, last you put season. yourself in a position to win. <laughs> last season, yeah, man, we'd start off every first half moving the ball with some good offense, and then the but third quarter we're winning. Would come around. Yeah, but we we we, we were yes. up like this. Like yes. we we blew. Bro, we blew, come on, we bro. Blew, we, we, we blew we, like three twenty-point leads. So many times where we'd have leads in the first half and then blow them in the second half last season. I know, but I don't know. For me, especially because it's still early, like Christmas Day is still coming up here. We blew like three twenty-point leads in the first half this year, and I'm just hoping that that starts to go away. Like we've already seen it start to minimize, and I, I'm just hoping that Dallas game was a real punch in the face, and we're we're. We're going to shape up here a little bit. Well, well, since that Dallas game, right? I mean, Tibbs made significant amount of changes to the, the to the lineups. You know, Derek Rose is out. He said he wanted to get a look at Deuce McBride. So now he he goes comes into the fold. You remove Cam Reddish from the entire the entire equation as well. And he wanted to stick with a nine-man rotation, which would have included Obi. But with Obi with his leg injury right now being out. You know, you talk about adapting again to another rotation. So you're moving Hartenstein to the four. You have Jericho Sims playing the five, all in the, the backup situation. And you when you have when you have these guys, you have Manuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride, Jericho Sims, Mitchell Robinson. That's quite a defensive team you got there. You got now good perimeter defense, which has really been the change, is that you don't have Evan Fournier. Who, who's out there. You know, you now put Quentin Grimes in the starting rotation, who's helped. Now with the second unit, no Derek Rose, who's been old, who's been up and down this season. You put Deuce McBride in, and now you're getting even more a bump. You're getting even a bigger bump in perimeter defense. And on top of that, McBride's even getting more minutes now. And so that's you're starting to see how his defensive presence... I mean, we're even seeing Brunson and McBride in some rotations with RJ, with Randall, with Mitch... And then when you add Sims and Mitch, both who could be good safety valves on defense, it changes everything, man. And I think, but while that's also true, we also have to be honest in that the la- the four game winning streak, the Knicks have faced teams that haven't been fully healthy. Like the Cavs, they didn't have Jared Allen; they were missing a couple of their guys in the starting rotation. Atlanta, they lost Dejounte. They lost Dejounte Murray, right? During the game, yeah. During the game, but we lost and- Obi. I know it's not the same. It's we're talking we're t- that that's really like <laughs> two that we're talking two different stratospheres and like in talent. Right I know, now. but it was the same game. It's tough, you know. What I mean? game, like, yeah, yeah. Man, but like one one as of right now is a rotational player. The other guy is an all star. Trey Young, so. Trey Young sucked. 
And I, 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 we play yeah, well. and we could say that's good. That's part of the defense. But Trey Young is the only guy. You know, they also didn't have John Collins out there too. So they, you know, the Hawks are dealing with their injuries as well. Kings didn't have De'Aaron Fox, but still you have the rest of the team. Nick showed up for that one, and that's still a good. I think that's still a good offense. I think that was a better test to show where the defense was at. Dude, eighty-one had points. The, had eighty-one points versus the, the Hornets Cavs just suck, bro. The Hornets just suck. I mean, they didn't even have Omelo. They didn't have Gordon Hayward. They got nobody. We, we, Listen, anytime we beat the Hornets, I'm hyped because no matter who they have, they still beat us by 40 points. So uh, I, I'm I, I like those wins. They mean a lot when they're wins. Just beat yes, them. Absolutely. No, I'm saying like when we dominate, not just like when we are beating down the stretch. Like when we are able to dominate a team like Charlotte, in my opinion, that means something. That's that's setting the culture. That's establishing what this team is about. And I think that's what that's the games that the teams actually get better. But uh, I, I was sorry for uh, cutting you off, but. The game that really did it for me on the defense was the Cavs. Like Steph, they had eighty-one points, dude. Like that's that for me was was huge. I was expecting, you know, maybe to get humbled a little bit by by in that Cleveland game. You know what I mean? And they showed out. And then Atlanta, dude. I was going to that game. All right, I'm driving up and like I, I was even joking around uh, with my dad a little bit. He's like, "Oh, who are the Knicks playing today?" Because he saw me going. I was like, oh, the Hawks. He's like, again with the Hawks. He's like, he's like, like you know, like, and he's like, he's Trey Young playing. I was like, I think so. He's like, here we go. You know what I mean? And we ran them out of the building, man. We did, we did no Trey Young chance. It was none of that nonsense. We just absolutely dominated the Hawks from start to finish. Like, those were establishing games. And then Sunday again, I was nervous, right? Like you said, Charlotte sucks. Fine, no problem. Like I, I like that kind of win. But the Kings game on a Sunday. Like that is that screams that loss, bro. That screams Nick's loss more than anything. And now you're talking to me about a sweep in Chicago. I've never we we talked about this when that schedule first came out. Noted this as being weird, and now it's here. The Chicago two in a row in Chicago. If we're sweeping that, Alex, like this team is real. Like I like we we stink right now. You know what I mean? Like RJ's finally getting it together. Jalen Brunson's injured. Obi just got hurt. Like we're still thinking, we have. Like so much money on the DNP every single week. Like we're 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 still trying to figure things out. And if we're above five hundred, we're going on five six game winning streaks here, maintaining playoff seed before we even got it, got it together. That for me, like that 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 screams why Tibbs is a good coach. That screams why we actually have culture. And it's shout out again to the bench, yo, for stepping up when players go out. Like IQ, shout out to D Rose for not making a fuss. You know what I mean? I, I wonder if he's going to... Do you think that with Jalen Brunson going down, D-Rose is going to actually get some time here with McBride in, in Chicago too? Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I mean, that's the logical choice. CP and I discussed that uh, on post-game the other week. That's the logical choice. So the update with with Jalen Brunson is he has a contused foot, and Tim said he's feeling better, but we don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean... I would say that's the logical choice to go with Derrick Rose. The question is, is quickly starting. I threw I threw a wrench out there saying maybe it's Miles McBride because he's a connector. He's not really that playmaking guard, but still, I think you can get by with McBride and Grimes. But quick, quickly, I like quickly's development as a point guard last season. I don't like to see him get a little bit more steady this season. We haven't really seen it yet. We've seen him. He's either like in point guard mode or in score mode, and there's balance that goes with it. If I wouldn't be surprised. I would expect him to get the nod. If if that's the case, and we don't have Jalen Brunson, I'd expect quickly with Derrick Rose coming off the bench. What do you think? You know, I, I think the you, you want to talk about it in a linear, logical way? I guess you're right. You have to put McBride up there, though. You know what I mean? Because he's he's the one that's getting the backup minutes. If the starting point guard's out, you bump up McBride, you know, to starting minutes. But I don't think he's going to get the full clip, obviously, that Brunson gets. So naturally, you go to IQ, like you said, develop him more as a point guard. But he's been beastly, man. And I think when he gets more minutes, when he's not thinking about being subbed out, I, I think that he does play better. He doesn't take stupid shots. He doesn't get. He doesn't turn over the ball. He, when he's when he's secure, he plays way better. I don't think he gets sloppy with it. Mm. He only. I think when he's like a little nervous, that's when he plays. And and he d's up. And this is a game where I don't think Caruso, who's going to be their number one defender, right? Because it's two games coming up here, which is interesting to talk about, right? In a real preview, it feels like a football preview, right? Yeah, with, right? Car- with Caruso coming up the next two games against us, he's not going to be guarding IQ. So. He, we might need him to actually score, you know, to actually run the point. Because McBride, like you mentioned, he's not the scorer. He can get some assists, but he's not. He's not really a, a high volume. Hopefully, he hits his three pointers when when he gets them. But I, I think IQ is going to be a big catalyst here. Actually, now now, now that we uh, talk about this little mini series coming up here with the Bulls, well, it's going to be interesting because Caruso may not play tomorrow. He's day to day, as well as the Sumo, who's also day to day. So they would have to go to the third point guard. Goran Dragic, the dragon. Um, he kills us, <laughs> just for the record. But, yo, if, if they sent those guys out, I think I'm okay sitting Brunson out for a game. A little, yeah. uh, a little handshake. Like, all right, we're playing each other twice. We'll all sit out the first game. We'll all come back the second game, see how it happens. Yeah. I kind of well, like that. Yeah, I mean, that's – we'll see what happens. But it will be interesting this week. I think this is going to be a really – I think this will be the better test. Like, going against the Kings – Without De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox is that that engine. You actually get the engines now for the Bulls, who the last four games, they're second in the NBA with scoring-wise at putting points up. So you're going to have Levine, you're going to have DeRozan, you're going to have Vooch. These are three guys who can score. And I'm, I'm not worried about Vooch. I understand we have dominant that, centers. I'm still, I'm, still, I'm still curious as to how this perimeter defense will take on DeRozan and Levine. This is going to be a true test. If we hold this team... And if we sweep, the stock goes up for the New York Knicks defense, in all honesty. Because Levine, he's a bucket. DeRozan, the mid-range god himself, another bucket. If you can hold these guys down, it'll be a true testament to what the Knicks are doing right now. And then you just have to believe that if they go on a six-game winning streak, like like I'm thinking, (laughs) 
yeah, I think people got to start waking up to what this team is. And honestly, then it really opens up the door. I mean, it's December 13th right now. We're two days away from when official trades can start going, going down, which is very rare to, for anything to happen on December 15th, but really makes Derek Rose, Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, like they're all expendable at that point. In all honesty, what are your thoughts? Well, on that note, I think then D. Rhodes will definitely get some minutes here. A little, uh, I'm healthy, come get me. You know what I mean? A little two days in Chicago, motivated in front of his family. Uh, honestly, and especially with Brunson out one of these games, I, I, maybe you're right. Maybe this is a, a little uh, uh, showcase uh, for D. Rose around the league because the trade deadline's coming up. But we play them three times here before Christmas. Play them again on December 23rd. It, I know, it, man. It, it's crazy how many times we play the Bulls here coming up. A little behind the scenes action. When when we're, when we're planning out these game of the week previews, I had to bring it up to CP. I was like, "Yo, like we got the Bulls, man." I guess I guess I like I chose this week. I'm like, "Well, we could make it worthwhile because it's twice this week. You could, it's so relevant." I was like, "Why are we playing them so many times? Just yeah. why?" I like it. I like it though. I like this little series we got. Let me ask you this: What are your thoughts about RJ Barrett and his last ten games? I think RJ's starting to find his groove, man. And I think we all need to, I'm not going to say issue an apology or anything of that, that extent, but you know, I think we just got, have to be a little bit more understanding as a fan base that, and I hate, I know everyone's like, well, that's just an excuse. And why are we doing this? He's 22 years old. Like it takes time for young players to figure out. He's not even close to his prime. You know, he's like, I, I'm with everybody where he, I can't tolerate these slow starts but I, I also know that development is not linear. It's like watching a stock. You go up and down, right? And it just takes time for a guy to now be in a full-time third option role, figure things out. And we just know he just starts off slow, man. And we got to be a little bit patient. We just can't be like... And, and the, the I guess the gut-wrenching thing was that it wasn't just RJ, but it was the entire team that was floundering, right? There was no defense. As you point out, they were in the bottom five for such a long time through those first 23 games while their offense was still 12th and you're looking at this team like, all right, this is Tom Thibodeau is not known as an offensive coach. What's going on here? Like the offense is fine, but that defense can't be this abysmal because in order for us to be a good offensive team, that also means we have to shoot threes at a relatively good clip and we just don't do that. So it's not, it's not sustainable just to be a mid range team or just working around the paint. So I can understand that being impacted. You also look at the whole point that we drafted Frank Nilkin and Kevin Knox. So there's a lot of pressure on RJ is what I'm saying based on all these outside factors where a lot of the heat's coming from. But I think he's been improving his game, man. I think he's been doing a good job. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, we've been hard on RJ. I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessary to issue an apology because we were just calling it how it is. And now yeah, he's no. doing better. And now we're just calling it how it is again. You know what I mean? This is the quote unquote. Apology, you know what I mean? This is a reconcile. He's he's doing well. We're calling it out. We don't. We want him to do well, but we're, there's no reason to baby the the player that you extended, right? Before that, I get it because you don't want, you want him to get paid, right? And we we're all screaming about it. Mm -hmm. But at this point, RJ's doing fine. I don't. I think he's expendable by the Knicks. To be honest with you, there's like Kyle Kuzma rumors mm. going on here. I I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to be shocked. Uh, I I I, uh, I texted you and uh, our uh, 
friend friend of the pod, Claudio, I saw after the after the Hawks game, uh or during the Hawks game, at the end when Randall got subbed out, Dolan went up, asked for an autograph, uh Randall ball. That boy ain't going nowhere, guys. Like I just want everyone to know, like the owner and his name is James Dolan. He asked for Randall's signature during the game on a basketball. It's just stop dreaming. Stop with the trade machines. Julius Randle is not going anywhere, man. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, you could say that, right? Especially, like, as of right now, this season, probably highly unlikely that anything is going to happen with Julius Randle. But just so that everyone knows what the last 10 games are for RJ, just hopping back on, on that track, RJ is averaging 20 points. He is averaging 44% from the field off of 15 attempts per game. And then he's also averaging 35% for three right now with averaging five attempts per game. So RJ is really turning around. I think the biggest thing, though, that is is more encouraging is that 81% from a free throw line, my man. That, that is such a game changer because when he entered the league, he just sucked at the line. Now There were some clutch better. ones, too. There were some clutch ones in, in, in these yeah. past four games. Although the last one against the Kings, man, I was like, yo, bro, you cannot miss the last two free throws. That's right. You, you cannot be doing that. I know, I know. But what do you what do you think? Do you think he's expendable? That's what. Who RJ? Yeah, or or do I not, think no. he's expendable? I'm I'm just I'm just curious because literally like going on la- like last year uh, last off season, which was just a couple weeks ago at this point, or you know depending on how you look at it, or a couple months ago, we were we were all freaking out when it was Donovan Mitchell with RJ's name in the package, and then you know I would say in the first uh, twenty games here we had a little bit of a. Uh, of, not seller's remorse, right? Like, oh my God, well, how didn't we do that for Mitchell? He's killing it. RJ, not really. Mm-hmm. And now RJ come, coming back to life. And honestly, Donovan Mitchell also come back to life the other way. But now there's some rumors for like people like Kyle Kuzma. Like, I know that sounds crazy, right? Kuzma for RJ, but I, I'm not saying specifically him, but a player like him, RJ would have to go. Well, it just doesn't fit. So I'm just wondering in your opinion, like we just mentioned RJ, you know, this little timeline we have. Do you think he's expendable? Um, I think anyone on the Knicks is really expendable outside of Brunson, to be quite honest. But and Grimes apparently, and Grimes. Uh, <laughs> like the fa- the fan in me would be upset to see RJ go just because Knicks drafted him, third overall pick. You know, you want to see your guys go through go through that process and and then be on the other side. Like you know, we were patient with him. We see him come through. You know. And for everyone who's looking at Randall, and this is actually a really good comp because Randall wasn't that good of a jump shooter. He was pretty bad, man. Like from all like those standpoints, like tr- being a jump shooter, three point shooter when he was out in LA. And if you go back and watch the highlights, yes, he has more bounce and a better, like more mobility to him than RJ. But you could just see that there was something there. And when you watch RJ, you could say, I see something there. And you take the same thing with Randall, who came in at a young age out of being a freshman at Kentucky and now where he is now that it just takes time for all these guys to find out who they are in this league. And that's why I like, I go back to being patient with, with RJ, but everyone's expendable man on on this team outside of Brunson. Like I said, Um, as for Kuzma, I know you brought up those trade rumors. I don't see, I don't think you move RJ in a Kuzma trade. You more likely move Obi in a Kuzma trade. I know the money doesn't match up, um, it's not even that. Where does it fit in the rotation? You can't have RJ, Grimes, Brunson, Randall, Kuzma. Well, the thing is that, I, well, you could, so the thought is that you could have Kuzma coming off the bench. To me, when I hear that, um, that'd be sick. 
I mean, it would be sick. I would but... love that. I would love I mean, if RJ starts and Chris was off the bench. If we could somehow the thing is, <laughs> convince him of that, that would be sick. Well, the thing is, you could, in all honesty, you could get Kuzma his minutes to a certain degree because he can play a little bit of a, a small forward, even though he's primarily a power forward in this league and he hasn't really played. The The only season where he's close to splitting time at, at small forward and power forward was when he was back with the Lakers his last season there. Other than that, it's like such a small percentage. Right now it's yeah. like 80% more so at the four, like under like 15% at the, at the three. But what you could do is that you could have Kuzma come off the bench for Randall. You leave RJ with that second unit, right? Or whoever, if you want to leave Grimes in, or you put Grimes in there, whoever. You can have him play power forward. You can then put that, you can then have RJ on the bench, move him to small forward, keep Quentin Grimes, whoever, Emmanuel quickly on there, put Randall in there. You're kind of shuffling the deck, but you can kind of get those type of minutes. You can overlap with those couple of guys. And if you want, if you really want to play small ball, Kuzma's a good rebounder. You know, if you want, if you want to do that, you could, depending on the matchup. Yeah, it's an interesting take. I, I I would like to obviously keep RJ. If we can get Kuzma on this team with scraps, with like not really picks that we care about, plus you know getting rid of like Reddish and Fournier and those types of guys and put them on the bench. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. But we probably lose IQ in in, in the mix in there. Um, you know, you're probably well, trading a pick in all honesty. Yeah, what, I'm saying one of the one of the protected picks. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But like, if we if we could have IQ and Kuzma off the bench, that would be really nice, man. I honestly, I think that would give this team a huge boost because the those are the issues I see with this team. I, I like our bench, but sometimes we get a little stagnant when they're in there. Uh, when we're not in transition, and we're getting killed on the offensive boards. Like you mentioned, boards. That's where I I really think that that's. I didn't look it up. I don't have the stats on it, but it just feels like with the eye test that that's where we get killed the most. That's where we're the most vulnerable. Yeah, we give up threes, but the problem is when we give up threes and they miss, they get the long boards and they have a second chance opportunity. You know, that's what I feel like is happening a lot. Uh, and then once we clean that up, that's when we start picking up the, you know, picking up the pace here, getting, uh, grabbing all the, you know, all the rebounds and really coming back in this game. Uh, mm -hmm. So, that's a problem for me. Sometimes, you know, that we're, we're, we're terrible against the three, but sometimes, you know, and, and they kill us. But sometimes we are good against the three, but they're still getting those rebounds, man. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I love that Sims is finally getting minutes at the five. I like Hartenstein at the four. I really do. I really like him at the backup four. Like that for me really works. I know that nobody else sees that. But for me, he's a natural backup four. I don't, I don't know what the problem is. He lives at the high post. Um, and he shoots floaters, and he he's not a big man. Like he's he's a natural four. So, What's the it's, issue? It's more so on the defensive side, where I think he hasn't. I think he's been okay actually defensively, but I don't think he's been truly tested yet with some of like the better power forwards in this league that can really fly up and down the court. We'll see defensively where he stands there, but I mean, him next to Jericho Sims playing big, it hasn't been terrible at all. Yeah, is he injured? It's, who? Hardenstein? They keep I keep reading about like this nagging injury that he has. Right? His Achilles hurts or something. Yeah, I mean he's playing, so it can't be that yeah. bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I, I I hope he makes it through the season. But yeah, I like him at the four, just you know, reduce his minutes a little bit, throw Sims in there. I, I just love Sims so much, man. It's been different. 
It has certainly been different. So good. It's so good when he's in, yo. I I don't know. I, I I'm I'm starting to like really be that guy that gets so excited when the you know second slash third string center comes in. But I really think he makes a difference in the game. He does make a difference. His, he, his presence is much needed on this team. I mean, when you have Hartenstein at the five, people are clamoring for Jericho Sims. And it's no knock against what Hartenstein is. Tibbs doesn't really utilize Hartenstein to like what he should be. I and agree. Then Jericho Sims fits what Tibbs wants to do. And then when you see the athleticism from Jericho Sims, how can you not be excited for it? It's... Touches the top of the, touches the top of the glass just to just to get a board for no His reason. His head goes above the rim, bro. It <laughs> I is love insane. Him so much. And he doesn't make a single reaction. I love him so much. Yo, he he can be a little bit like he can be emotional sometimes, which I, is I find like hilarious because I know <laughs> it's actually funny because I think I read somewhere that he's actually like one of the funnier guys like on the team, and I'm like I just don't see it on the court. The dude's like so serious and just smirks all the entire time. Uh, while he's on the bench, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> even on the court, man, he just looks so serious, but yet it's just the personality we don't get to see. Like, unlike Mitch, like, we get to see Mitch's personality, he's classic, full, full blown, like, on the court. Like, the man's doing like dinosaur walks and stuff like that. He's smirking, making jokes, nice. making jokes on he's Instagram, whole, just like the whole, like, every, every, everything you could that Mitch could possibly be. You see his. You see everything Mitch is. His whole character. Did you hear his joke on Instagram that he posted? Which one? About the tears? No. Or, the, I, or something like that. He's like, uh, he's like, he's like, oh, my, my ex-girlfriend called me. Uh, I said, oh, I'm getting ready for a funeral. She's like, oh, who died? They're on my feelings for you. <laughs> That's what Mitch Robinson posted. Did you see how, did you see his reaction to the, so for Knicks Fan TV followed on IG or Twitter, uh, the, Daily News and the New York Post back pages for the sports sections always posted. And after one of the games, it was Nick was like riding the D train. Mitch, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Mitch then reposted so, that on his IG page saying, hey, yo. <laughs> no, he, no, he didn't say what he really said. He said, relax. He said, like, he's like, yo, relax. Oh, that's right. It was relax. Sorry. Everyone yeah. was saying, hey, yo, in the comment section, which signature. rightfully so. Yeah. His signature relax. I love that he has a signature uh, tagline here. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. You're right. It was relax. It was relax. Oh, man. But yeah, man. So oh. so how much is DeRozan going to drop on us the next two games? He's, he's going to average, what, 35 a game? But we're still going to win? Stop. I mean, against We can't RJ, guard DeRozan. I mean, against RJ, RJ's defense has not been there, dude, this season. That's the one thing that – and I don't I, – I think it may be because – Maybe it looks like he bulked up. Some people are saying that he bulked up, tried to add on more weight, try to get more brolic for this season. Um, we saw how that didn't really help Mitchell Robinson last season. And then he had to cut weight to get back to his form. Maybe that's the same thing for RJ. But the Rose is good, man. I mean, he just knows how to get to his spots. He's very methodical. Very, ah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. What do you feel like? 25 points for, for DeRozan? Like, you know he's going to at least get 20-something I think points. he's going to drop 30 at least one of these games. 30. Yeah, he's really good, man. He's a, he's, he, he mean, he, the last game he got 34. The game before they got 28. Before that, ah. they got 27. The game before that, Levine got 41. I mean, one of these people, one of these, one of these, they're dropping 30, bro. That's just I mean, the way it is. I mean, 
I wasn't too far off. He's averaging 26. I said 25. He's going to drop 30. Levine's going to drop 30. We're still going to win. You know, I'd have take to take the go... over. Oh, With is... no Caruso, take the damn over, bro. Someone's <laughs> got to take shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not going to yeah. guard us, man. Without, Car- without Caruso, that's It might, it might happen that way because you're going to have Quentin Grimes guarding Zach Levine. And I like Grimes' perimeter defense. I think he's going to be – I think he's going to mirror Levine very well tomorrow or today whenever – because this is going to drop tomorrow. We're recording on Tuesday. I would say, yeah, the scoring would probably have to come from DeRozan for two. Who will cook, RJ? Hopefully not cook. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. RJ's not been up to his defensive uh, – you know, yeah. his defensive standards of past. <laughs> All right. So let's get past this Bull series real quick here. What do you think about the? Oh, you want to go at least two more games? Yeah, who we got? We got the Pacers, and then who else after that? The Golden State on Tuesday, which is the day we usually record. So, what do you think? You, I, I, I think we're gonna win the first Bulls game, lose the second Bulls game, and then win the Pacers, lose at home versus Golden State. So we'll be two and two here, but on a win loss, win loss. I'm going to go delusional right now. Uh oh. We're gonna get a set. We're gonna have a seven-game win streak and then lose to the Warriors. Okay. We're gonna beat. We're gonna beat. The, we're gonna beat the Bulls twice. It's fair. Beat the Bulls it, twice. That's the only we're difference. Beat the Pacers. All right. Yeah. NBA we're did us, beat the Pacers. NBA did is pretty interesting this week, giving us the Bulls and Pacers. Really trying to make the Knicks fans go through it. Uh, with these two. Matchups. That's fair. I also, or in a good way, we could you know, cross cross off a couple easy Ws, man. With these, with these, with these I will go that far. I will not go that far with the Pacers. I will not go that far with the Pacers. Um, right now, I'm honest with you. I'm more scared of this doubleheader with the Bulls than the than the Pacers. E- I don't know. I I know the Pacers have been kind of kind of hot lately, but dude, we can't play defense against players like DeRozan and players like Zach Levine. Like the, I know Grimes is good, especially with no Brunson. I mean, the the it. it they could drop 130, 140 on us. Like I, I feel like they could drop 40 points each easily. I'm not going to be shocked at that at all. It all depends on where's Jalen Brunson for, for the Pacers that I'd be a little bit more concerned just because you got Tyrese Halliburton, you got Benedict Matherin, Buddy Heald has been playing pretty darn well this season. Miles mm-hmm. Turner has decided to step it up. So I would like Brunson for the Pacers game. Yeah, you, we're going to need Brunson for the Pacers game. So between... Bro, yo, McBride, yo, don't sleep on McBride, dude, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like, maybe he's not going to be this all-star point guard, but he's actually going to play defense, which we we talk about we haven't had a point guard since forever, and we're kind of over that talk, but we haven't had a defensive point guard also in forever, you know, including Brunson. So, you know, even if he's a defensive specialist here, that's fine. He can, especially when it's time to, again, step up. That's what's been happening since Obi went down. People are stepping up, man. And, you know, if Brunson goes down, I expect McBride to not only step up into his I – mean, he, he's reminding me of Mike White a little bit here, a little, little mini Mike White session where he, he got bumped up to, 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 the, to the point guard two role. Uh, everyone was a little shocked about that uh, over the veteran. And now he's a little hurt. You know, Brunson's a little hurt. He's going to have to step McBride, up. McBride's in to... the Strevler conversation, all right? Just a gamer. How about that? <laughs> I'm just saying he could be good, man. I'm saying he could be good. McBride could McBride – could... If, really McBride, stuff, if McBride plays not only plays the defense that he does and can average, I'll give it 15. If he gives us 15 points, 
on efficient shooting, I'll give him that like white label. <laughs> How about what if he what if what if he gives us like twelve points and five assists? Because he got those 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 assists were nice, man. He was he was he was throwing out some dimes. I won't even. I can't. I can't put it at Mike White level though. I can't. I'll just say the game manager. He's a passer. There should be more Mike White if he's getting these assists. But right, I got you. We'll see how he does. Hey, we'll see how man, he does. come on. Mike White goes out there, throws four TDs. You know <laughs> what I mean? Fair. Like, that's fair. That's fair. I, not four TDs. At least three hundred yards. So. Well, last season saying. he threw four TDs. This season yeah. he's throwing three TDs. You know he's throwing he's throwing for some yards, man. I got you. He's I gonna hit the three. McBride's gonna hit the three. for him for 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 McBride to get that label. He either has to go like, what what what, what was it? Fifty get has to get fifteen points with like five assists. Give me six. Give me Yo, six. You're assists. being you're being Shaq right now, and I'm okay with it. You're being like Shaq, like why is he scoring 30 30 right now? Like why is McBride giving me fifteen and six? Like all right, all right, that's, that's all a right. bit much, but okay. But give me give me give me fifteen <laughs> and six. I'll call. I'll give you the Mike White label if you. That's get- fair. I'm Team McBride right now. Let's go. All right. I mean, I'm Team McBride too. I'm just not <laughs> yeah, yeah. the comp for Mike White right now. That's I like him right now, man. He's to step up. If he needs to one's step a, up, one's competent and could help the Jets get to the playoffs. McBride right now is a really good off the bench guard, giving you a lot of defense. Just keep us right. above water with no Brunson. Let's go. Let's go. All right. And then uh, Warriors, we got them both losing. That, Warriors are just the Warriors right now, man. Like yeah, Steph Curry, that's tough. Listen, man. As you know the good thing last is, year, you know the good thing is this season. We don't have to have that whole five to ten minute uh parade on MSG for Steph Curry. Game. I'm so happy you said that. I'm yeah, so happy right? you said that because that's exactly where I was going. Last year I was at that game, and it's not it's not only stopping the game for the opposing player in the garden that really kind of gave me a bad feeling in my stomach. It was all the cheering, it was all the Steph Curry jerseys. Like he's like thanking the crowd. Bro, we're in the middle of a basketball game, dude. What are you, what are you talking about? I, I was actually kind of the stoppage I, I was a little annoyed. Was I was annoyed. I was annoyed. That was, that was insane. Too I've much. Never, I've it's never like he's going to be a free agent. Like when, when LeBron was about to be a free agent, we were, everyone was like clapping for him. Like in those Cleveland days, I get it. Everyone was like clapping for the stars. Like they're trying to be like, hey, we like you. Kind of flirting with them. Like I, I get that a little bit. But there's no that prospect woman in the bar, here. You're, you're just batting your eyes, just like, "Hey, come over here, please." You please. remember those days? Like LeBron would play at the Garden, we clap him. Now, now, I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be real close in those Clippers Lakers game in March. Those back to back for the Knicks, and if, if if we're winning and LeBron sees me, the only thing I'm gonna be doing is flip the water bottles, man. That's all I want to do right next to him, just flip those water bottles, dude. Because I need, I need to get, I need to get back at him. Oh, so everyone's so disrespectful on our court man it's ridiculous that's what i'm we saying it, we dude. got we got zeke naji coming out here dropping threes like he's clay thompson <laughs> we get steph curry getting a parade on the msg floor you get lebron james flipping water bottles you know getting to beast with frank nilakina and then you have ns freedom going out there getting in his face <laughs> new culture new culture now we're about to go on a six game winning streak, a seven game winning streak according to you let's go yes yes seven game winning streak all right, let's go. Let's get it, man. Right? You heard let's it stay here. First. Let's stay in the top six, baby. Let's go. Man, let's go. Let's go get it. All right. And on that note, this is a good place to end the pod. Thank you, everyone, for tuning for the next episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. You all know what to do. If you listen to this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We'll read it. 
Also, this podcast is partnered with Minute Media and Fansite, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We also got that YouTube page. Knicks, Jets, ETC, period, no one writes out, etc. That shit's wild. Find the page. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button. Leave a comment. Add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. Do you think the New York Knicks are going to go on a seven-game winning streak? Do you think the Knicks are going to sweep the Chicago Bulls? What do you think about this situation? Do you think the defense is real? Let us all know about that in the comment section. All right? And then while you're also over at this YouTube Are you Team channel, McBride? Is he getting 15-6? <laughs> is he getting 15 6 someone give me that stat someone give me those prop bets let me see let me let me see something dude real quick. are you that's like that's probably like plus 1500 for to go 15 someone give me six. those prop someone give me that prop bet i'm right gonna now. take it in your name good <laughs> thank you <laughs> man comes home hey i'm retiring i just won a million dollars because i took this obscure prop bet no, and i parlayed it with a couple like, other things i'm just gonna come here and be like i was right i was right <laughs> i have money to show for it it's most gonna be minus money because it lost. Good ward. Go ahead. Uh, while you're also over at the YouTube page, we got another podcast where you can make these type of bets. It's called Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible right now. It is college bowl season. College bowl season and NFL. All right. So if you need to put money down the line, these guys got you covered. Just make sure to bet responsibly. All right. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Knicks.